Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Girlish. My name is Gage, and I'm here with my co-host, Olivia. Hey, everyone. It's me. So today, we're going to take a step back. And you might be confused about this topic, but if you're an OG Girlish fan, I feel like this is something that's not surprising to you. But this, literally this whole episode is going to be devoted to the circle. And I'm sorry if you don't watch the circle, you're going to be lost this whole time. But I still think it's going to be entertaining because actually, if you haven't watched the circle, this is your your sign to go watch it. It's on Netflix. It's so good. And watch that first and then come back and listen to this and tell us what you think about our predictions and everything that we say today. Yeah, it's probably one of our like our favorite shows on Netflix, if not our favorite show on Netflix. Uh, it's definitely one of those. It's like a reality TV show, really fun. Yeah, we definitely have talked about it in the past. I feel like we were we were <laughs> at a certain point in Girlish, like right in the beginning, we were like on like a uh, a kick of of the circle and then also love island the app yeah and then we were just obsessed with it that's all we talked about so i'm excited that we're like going back to our roots and we're like starting uh fresh <laughs> and just like <laughs> yeah so yeah if you haven't watched it we recommend watching it um, i'm not sure if we'll have any spoilers probably most likely we're gonna be talking about gameplay and stuff like that but um it is uh it's a it's a good show it's fun and then it's like yeah, it's wholesome. When you think of reality TV show and game shows, it always seems so petty and stuff like this. But this show doesn't feel that way. It's like very like you love all the characters in it, and like all the whole entire tar- the whole entire cast is so easy to love. And uh, yeah, I'm really excited that we're talking about this one. But before we do, uh, Gage, you have some sort of connection with the circle. We've talked about this. Yeah. <laughs> What's um, the tea? I mean, I auditioned to be on season two, and obviously I didn't get picked because I wasn't on TV. Um, but yeah, I auditioned for season two. If you haven't listened to our previous podcasts, I basically got to like one of the final stages of casting, um, and they decided not to choose me, which is fine. Like I've come to terms. Like it was a lot for me to handle and to accept, but I'm okay now and I've healed and. At first, like when the season got released, I was a little bitter. I was like, fuck you guys. You didn't pick me. But then like, I fell in love with the show again. I just, I love the show. I'll probably apply like every year and maybe one day I'll get on it. Maybe not, but I still love the show anyways. Yeah. And I think your story is important to tell. And so it is frustrating that there there's some ca- characters like in the cast. That I'm just like, why? Yeah, why were we'll you even on this show? Too. We'll talk about it. Like why? It doesn't make any sense, but um yeah, this season was definitely like, I was worried that I wasn't going to like it as much as the first one. But like you said, like, it was just so easy to just like fall along to fall in love with again. And um, I don't really even have a favorite compared to last season and this season. Because they were both like, I mean, they're just both good in different ways. They also have some in like different countries. Do you have you watched any of the other country versions? I've watched um, Brazil and France. I, I know okay. it originated in the UK. So there's like a couple seasons. I haven't watched that because it's not on Netflix, but there's like, oh, there's also Spain. So there's French, Spain, and Brazil on Netflix too, if you want to watch those. Are those entertaining? Did you like them? Yeah. I would. It's like, it's so interesting to see how different the gameplay is, like from country to country. Like in the yeah. first season, everyone was like, oh my God, we're best friends, like friends forever. And literally no other country is like that. And I feel like this season, people 
were playing a little bit more strategically than the first. Cause like the first one was basically just like them being nice to each other for 12 episodes. Yeah. And that's something that I really, like I noticed too, especially with like, like characters like, like Courtney, I'm mean, saying characters as if they aren't like real people, like, <laughs> like the cat, like, like Courtney, like he like played like a, he played a game. And like, I feel like some characters, some of the cast didn't play as hard of a game as like others, but like definitely there was more gameplay going along in this season versus last season. Yeah. Everyone kind of played with their hearts last season. And um, so, yeah, this was definitely a really, it was very interesting. I liked it. Very different dynamic, but I wasn't at the end of it. I was like, I don't even care who wins because the show's already been good. It doesn't really matter. Um, but yeah, so I'm excited to kind of get into all of that because the show's the show's awesome. It's like fun and it's like, and it's just like, it's just really wholesome. And um, I recommend it if you like reality TV, game shows. It's very like, I don't know. It's like a, it, to me, it feels like a better big brother. And I know that's debatable. Um, and I know Emily will kill me for saying that. But like Big Brother is like one of those shows that it's like you kind of you're like in the house with people for like a long period of time and you have to like just interact with them. You're like taken away from your element and you just have to interact with them. And then every week the least liked person goes home essentially. And so that's essentially what this is, but like in a better format. And it's like not so it's not so intense. It's just fun. It's easy to watch. So I'm excited to talk about all the characters and stuff. I've never watched Big Brother. But I feel like I would like it. I think you would. It, there's like it gets really intense a lot of the times, and they play fun games. Um, but it's it's definitely a good show. Emily has auditioned a few times too oh to God. be on Big Brother because she's been watching see, it since she was a kid. Did you see Julie Princess Jewels was on the Canadian the most recent season of Canada's Big Brother? Wait, I didn't even know that. Yeah. Oh my I mean, God. He was the first one that got eliminated, but I thought. <laughs> I was like, yes, queen. But like, she went home first. So I was like, okay. I love that. But still, like, she made trans it representation. Yeah, it's funny because the first season of Big Brother that I watched, uh, trans uh, person was in the in the cast. So I thought that was really interesting. Uh, I think she was like one of the fir- first few people to go home too. But um, it is it is interesting to like. That was like the big secret. Is like I'm trans. Oh god. And um, that was cool though. Um, I can't believe she was on it. Did she? Yeah. Why did she go home? Did just people not like her? Um, I think like she, the first challenge, she did bad or oh. something. So like they since you know the first week, they don't really have anything to judge you off of other than like the first challenge. So that's I think that's why. Yeah, but. but the- yeah, there's been no trans people on the circle yet, so I still have a chance. Like, I can still yeah. be that first person. I was, like, praying and hoping that there wouldn't be. Actually, I mean, that sounds bad. Like, I, I would have been happy for them. But, like, I was like, this is my show. Like, I'm the tranny from the circle. It's going to be me. Could you – I would be so fucked up if they just put someone else on the show that's trans. I was saying, like, if they you. picked somebody else with my strategy, I would have slit my throat. You would have had a lawsuit. I would have sued Netflix. And, <laughs> exactly. And lost, but I would have sued them anyway. <laughs> but you have to be on the show at this point. Like, it just, it has to happen. I'm, we're all manifesting it. And mm-hmm. um, yeah. What I do also like about the circle is that um, there's so much diversity on it. 
And like, if you look at like, like, like shows like Big Brother and reality TV shows, like even like Survivor and stuff like that, it's just all white people. And you'll have your little mixed in like, like Big Brother has like a history of racism on the show. Like last season, there was like, there was because footage is filmed all day and you can watch the live stream like online. But they, during the episodes, a lot of live episodes, they'll only show clips of like what happened over the week. But you can go whenever you want to and watch. And there's clips coming out of like people saying racist things like and it's just crazy because it's like it happened like last year. And so like it's so like easy to be. I don't know. There's so many white people in these shows and like they're also racist. And so the circle is really great because like it's majority diversity. And even if they are white, like they're gay, like this season with like river. Um, and so it's like really, really cool that like, that's, that's a thing. When I watch it, the host is a person of color. Um, the majority of the cast are people of color and it's just really nice. It's like a breath of fresh air to just kind of see something that's it's different and it's like wholesome. And I just, I love it. Yeah, yeah, I I think like my favorite part is like they don't know who they're talking to, so I think that <laughs> adds like a lot a lot of what I'm so obsessed about it. And like you said, everybody is so diverse, and like you could, I mean, in this season we had multiple catfishes that were like white guys, but they were gay, and the people that were playing them were either a woman or they were also gay. So it's like you have all these different levels of like their identities because some people are being themselves and some people aren't, but it's just nice to see like how diverse the casting is. And I will say that the casting team does like a really good job at picking a diverse group of people. Yeah. And I will say that the stories that each one has, it's so easy, especially with like things like catfishing and stuff for it to be problematic. Like let's say like a white person playing like a black person, like that's, that's like some like that. I could see that happening just being like a mistake over someone's head and it's like literally like black facing and I could see that that actually happening but that hasn't happened they're really good at like making sure that there isn't like there isn't any sort of like hate or or like problematic you know microaggressive things that are like being portrayed on the show so um it is really cool to, to see that um I don't know if we've given the premise of the show do we like what the show is about Probably not, but for the people that don't know, basically it's a bunch of people. They all live in the same apartment building, but in separate rooms, and they never meet face-to-face. They only talk to each other through the circle, which is like the social media interface. So like all the conversations that they have, everything that they do is through the circle. And once somebody gets eliminated, they have the opportunity to go visit somebody else that was playing the game. So that's really the only time that you're going to be able to see anybody is if you get eliminated or if somebody gets eliminated and decides to see you. Um, But at the very end, like the final five, they all have a meeting. So they all get to meet each other at the very end. But all the decisions that you make in the game are based off of like the profiles that you make. And some people can be themselves. Some people are like, versions of themselves like in the past like maybe you play yourself but like two years younger and like with a different job and other people are just like completely different like 60 year olds or like 20 year olds if they are 60 in real life so it's just so crazy how many different like variables that could be in the show because it's like you could be anybody you want yeah i i like i love it and the way yeah the way that people can just like i don't know uh I always want to say that if I'm on the show, I could tell who the catfish is 
but like with the minimal contact and conversations that you have, like you just, you, you will never know. You really can't know unless they like are really obvious. Like some people that we've seen. Um, but uh, yeah, it is really, really like such a cool, um, cool show. And um, the concept is like amazing. Um, I was trying to think of like what happened. Oh, this season, I noticed that they didn't do as many like like big like photos was posted to their story. Like there was only that one main photo, and then occasionally they had like a quick like shot of them. But like they really they didn't upload as many photos this season as they did last season, which I thought was interesting. So the majority like you could only really get a good perception of them from that like main photograph that they used. Yeah. Yeah, I remember last season they had like, I think by the end they had like three picture profile pictures and like a video that you can like look at. So basically, oh, like yeah. when the game starts, like you pick your profile picture, and then throughout the season, depending on what happens, like they'll make you add a profile picture to your profile or like pick a video or something or like choose. I think this season they like did like choose a naughty versus a nice picture or something. Oh, so it's yeah. Like at, at those moments, those are really the only time that you get to see other pictures of the people. But for the most part, you're just like communicating with that one profile picture that they picked at the very beginning. Yeah. It's such a, I love it so much. And I, yeah, there's a, we'll talk about it with each character and, and stuff like that. Cause I want to go through the cast and just be able to talk about like each one of them and their gameplay and like what we love about them, what we hate about them. And yeah, um, it is, it'll be, it'll be fun to kind of talk about it. I think we um, should be I hired think- by Netflix. <laughs> The circle right, after show. We, <laughs> we should be hosting the circle after show. Really? Yeah, I think our opinions are, are so great. They are. Um, they're the right ones too. Exactly. Right. Like I auditioned for the show. My <laughs> opinion matters more than everybody else's. Right. Uh, it's. I wish you would have gotten it. Oh my, oh my god. god. Me too. We could have been sitting right here talking about you being on this show. Me winning and getting exactly. my favorite. Let's be real. I'm just kidding. <laughs> It, it, it's crazy because like the personalities this season were so different versus like, like if you think of yeah. like the fan favorite who was Sammy, Sammy was so chill and like, and like there wasn't like, like this crazy energy, like everyone this season was like so crazy and like, not like in a, in like a bad way, but like in like a, like their, their like um, attitudes and personalities were very like, like very just outgoing. big. Yeah. They were very outgoing. And then I feel like last season there was like really like, Everyone was pretty chill. Joey really stood out as being like the main person that was like very like out there. But um, yeah, I feel like yeah. So it was it was an interesting dynamic. The cast they did a really good job though, and like playing like giving like a really good cast of people that like all float off each other like really nicely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So do we want to jump in and just go? I, I'm ready. All the characters. Yeah. Or, <laughs> I said characters. All the actual real people. <laughs> this is a real show. They're not characters. Okay. So I guess we can just start from like the beginning and then go to like the newer players that come in. So let's start with Chloe. Why not start off with a bang? Oh, Chloe. Night Queen. I love <laughs> Chloe so much. At first, I was like, this bitch is annoying. But, like, after, like, just after, like, an episode, I was like, I'm in love with you. I'm actually in love with you. It's so good. I love Chloe. I So, if you aren't familiar, she's also on 
Too Hot to Handle, which is another reality show on Netflix. So, like, when I saw her, I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, Chloe is on here. Like, and I loved her on Too Hot to Handle. She's very, like, psychotic, but, like, in a good way. Like, very extra, but it's, like, endearing, if that makes sense. It's not, like, annoying. Yeah. It's, like, cute. Yeah, she's very – like, I haven't seen her in Too Hot to Handle, but on, like, in the circle, she seemed very, like – she seemed very charismatic, but like really lovable. Like, like wasn't mean, wasn't like nasty. Was genuinely just like really lovable, and that's why I really loved about her. She was a character, and I tell Emily that's like the only person that I feel like truly played as themselves was like Chloe. Chloe like Absolutely. wasn't another character, wasn't like trying to lie or be anything. She genuinely was herself from the beginning to the end of the game, and that's what I loved about her. Like yeah. I think my favorite. By far. I would say so too. She was like literally just herself. Like even a lot of her decisions that she made in the show were based off of her like real emotions and like her connections to the other players. So definitely out of every single person, I, I don't even think she like lied about anything at all. Like everything that she said was truthful and honest. And like that's kind of hard to do in a game like this where like you have to win and play a strategy or not necessarily, but like, it was just refreshing to see her be 100% herself, but still do so good, like, the entire time. Yeah. I I don't know. I, I like, I for when I, for some reason, whenever she first came in, I thought she was going to, she was just going to be something that she completely wasn't. And I think it was because she was in a different show. I was just kind of, like, bitter. I was like, why is she, like, on this show when she had already had, like, like, I don't know. There's something cool about them being, like, all random people. But, like, just watching her on the show and, like, watching who she was, I was like, oh, she deserved to be here. Like, she's a really good fit for the show and uh, really, really made, I don't know, it made, it made the show fun to watch. And, I, like, I loved it. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it was it was always herself. Um, anything that she really, like, kept to herself, she, like, like, she never really kept anything to herself. She really said everything she was feeling. And I thought that was really, that really, really cool. So um, I haven't, yeah, seeing her gameplay and how she was playing, it was just very endearing. And I like, I loved it. And I, and I, I want to say if I was like, if I was in the game, I would be playing like her, but I, I know that I wouldn't like, she's just so lovable and like, I love it. It was, yeah, I think genuinely, I think she was my favorite uh, cast member of this season by far. She was mine too. Plus like I, my alter ego is like British. I loved talking to British. So like the fact that she has an accent, like I just thought it was so like literally everything that she said was hilarious to me. I just love how she talks. It's crazy. Oh my God. When you broke out into the accent last episode, because <laughs> we were just, Oh my God. I was so upset. Yeah. About that. Thank but you, yeah, thank I you. love Chloe. She's a queen. She was herself the entire time and she did really well. No spoilers, but she did really well and it was well-deserved and props to her. Queen Chloe. Yeah. All right. Next, um, we can do, let's do Bryant. Okay. Um, <laughs> we'll go, we'll go from the top and then we'll go to Bryant next. So, <laughs> I mean, he was nice. Like he was a nice person. I Wait, I have to do my breathing exercises. Okay. Yeah, let's breathe. <gasps> Okay, are you ready? Like, do we have enough breath in our bodies to keep going? Oh, my God. Um, But, yeah, so, like, he seems like a nice person. Like, he was nice to everybody when he was on the show. 
And I think he had, like, good intentions and everything. But, like, his whole thing was, like, hippie vibes, like, breathing. Like, he's a breath instructor, so he teaches breathing. Like, very namaste. Like, he's, like, literally, if you think of a typical L.A. millennial that shops at Whole Foods, you would think of Bryant. Like, that's the best way to describe him. I, like, he also changed his name to... His Instagram says um, Angel Icar Wood. Yeah, it's, he's very like spiritual, and he changed his name apparently after the season ended. So he is no longer Bryant. I'm sorry. His name is what is his name? Icar. I'm gonna call him by his birth name <laughs> because because that's what God gave him. But yeah, so like his gameplay was um was interesting like i mean he wanted to be himself obviously and that obviously hurt him uh really bad because like it just it's it's weird it's like it just is weird and so i think people were weirded out by him just because like he was so like namaste like i like am one with the earth type of like you know like crazy um and i, I don't think there's anything wrong with being like spiritually connected like that but there's just like a vibe that it gives off that it just, it makes you uncomfortable. And I think watching it like made me uncomfortable. And like when you, when you're watching it too and watching him do his breathing exercises, it seems like the show is playing off that funny aspect of like, this is kind of weird. And so, yeah, it kind of like from the get go, from like the first episode, you can kind of tell like this guy probably won't go too far just cause like he is a little out there and is, yeah, just very, very odd, an oddball. Yeah, and I feel like like everybody liked him in the first episode, like, but I feel like in a show, like a competition show, in the first episode or like when you first meet everybody, you don't want like a target on you. So like you can't get into any drama at the very beginning. If you're too nice, you seem like a kiss ass. So and I feel like he was so nice, like right from the beginning, that everybody was like, "Are you?" being genuine like you're literally just kissing everyone's ass and i feel like that might have been one of the reasons why like people felt weird about him yeah and he's also such a stereotype so when you think of people who are big and like big personality stereotypes you often associate that with a catfish so i think that also played a role into like him like not going so far was because yeah he (laughs) i just feel so weird and maybe it's like me being like I don't know. Maybe, I think there's something about like white people like being so like I don't know, just like this whole like namaste sort of appropriative like sort of like thing that they're doing that I just like I hate. It makes me uncomfortable, and it seems wrong. And I I can't put into words why it's wrong other than it feels appropriative. Like it's it's doing some like it's stealing someone's sort of culture that I feel like belongs to someone else. It feels fake. So I don't know. I'm just being bitter, but or like mean. Not even. I don't know. I just I wasn't a fan of Brian. I'm just gonna say that wasn't a fan. Yeah, I I'm I would say I'm indifferent to him. Like I thought he was nice, but again, like I think his personality or the way that he played it on the show was not like how you win. And I think he just needed to come up with a different strategy in order to be more successful but i mean he was a nice guy and you know he said some funny things <laughs> i wish him the best <laughs> That's all honestly he's he's doing great 
His Instagram following is amazing. He's, um, yeah, people love him. Yeah. And he has like half a million followers on Instagram. Wait, really? Yeah, 534,000. Oh, my God. Okay, Mr. Brian. We We stand, Brian. Well, clearly, even if we don't like him that much, obviously other people do. So, yeah, exactly. I'm clapping for him. Yeah, we love you. All right. Who's the next one? Who do you want to talk about next? Let's do Terralisha. Terralisha. What are your thoughts on Miss Terralisha? So I think she had it, she could have won. I really think that she really could have won the whole thing. It just was like this, like, this, like, it's hard to like, and I think this is what the, this is hard part about the game. You can't really read people's energies and like, you can't really understand how people are perceiving things or talking about things. And so you just kind of get what you're reading. And sometimes it's really hard to interpret that. So I think her and Savannah kind of had that moment where they like, they like started, started to like clash against each other because it wasn't so easy to read what each, each other's like feelings and so, yeah, there was like that conflict between Savannah and Terralisha. And then watching it, I was so conflicted because I really liked both of them from the start. But then it made me kind of feel like this like pool of like, what side am I on? And like, who should I support? And I and I love Savannah and I love Terralisha. But yeah, it was like really frustrating to watch. I just remember sitting there like, oh my God, like, I just want this to end. Because like, I, yeah, it's like really, it was really difficult. I love Terralisha though. I do... I have an issue with like her her profile photos and the photos she was choosing to share. And they talked about it in the show. She was just putting like she was like putting Snapchat photos with filters over her face. And like that's like rookie, rookie mistake. Like, do not do that. Like it just like it looks fake. And it looks like and even if it's even if even if people think you're real, it just is like I think it's telling of someone's personality where it's like you're hiding something regardless. And so I think that was like really bad, like gameplay on her end. Yeah. And well, I guess we'll talk about Savannah like right after because that makes sense. But like, I genuinely thought at the very, very beginning that either Terralisha or Savannah could have won the entire show. Mm-hmm. And like I said, we'll talk about it. But she, they basically had like a falling out and they both like were wrong in different ways. But the way that both of them went about it was like, not the right way if you wanted to win a hundred thousand dollars like they were i mean like i love boss bitch energy like they're both super smart super pretty like they seem like they know they have a handle on everything like there's they're confident and everything that you need to be successful in the show but it's like again you can't put so much attention on yourself at the very beginning and like they literally got into the biggest fight that we've ever seen on the show in like the second episode you so need to like, watch. You haven't seen the last episode, right? Not yet. Oh, they're in person and like Ugh. the drama. Oh no. Oh yeah. But, yeah. So like they got into this huge fight, and like they both made mistakes. So oh, we'll talk about like Savannah's part because she, she kind of fucked up first. But like, yeah, it's just like you can't really put that much attention on yourself, especially negative attention, and also the drama like included other people. So it's like you're trying to bring all these other people in. And nobody wants any of that. Like everybody just wants to stay out of drama and be yeah. cordial with everybody. So I think because they were both like 
so strategic and so confident and so like sure of themselves, that was probably the reason they did not, they weren't very successful in the game. When you're, when you're playing this game, it's, you don't talk with these people like all the time, like your, your contact with them is minimal. And if, and if, and if the whole like circle of everyone there, the whole cast there, if the minimal amount of time they're talking with you is around drama or something negative, then that's going to stick with them. And they're not going to want that constant drama around them. And so like, that's like, yeah, you cannot do that. You cannot come in too heavy. You cannot be too aggressive because that's going to, that's going to be what sticks with people because you you're trying to learn everyone's personality. And if you're someone that's negative and they're like, then and that's the only characteristic that they know about you when you're trying to like make yourself a well-rounded person and trying to be likable so they can vote you. And so that whole falling out between Savannah and Terralisha really harmed both of their games because it was like, okay, like we understand both of your personalities now. And they're like, they're, they're not, you know, they're not going to be compatible for the rest of the season for everyone else. And so, you know, inevitably you saw them like not doing too well because because of this whole like argument that they had, but Tara Leisha and Savannah, they were the top in the first week. They were really likable. And I was really, really excited because I love Tara Leisha, like right off the bat. I was like, I, I have a feeling she's going to win. Loved her. And then the, I was, as, as I was watching the show more, like starting to love Savannah and we can talk about Savannah now, but um, it does suck that that happened because um, yeah, I just felt like a lot of miscommunication and um and a lot of like people throwing each other under the bus and like, yeah, just really, there was just a lot of drama, right. In the first few weeks. And that didn't happen last season. So this was such like a shock for me to watch. Cause I was like, Oh my God, like this is happening. Yeah. I feel like it all could have been avoided if they just would have had a one-on-one conversation with each other and oh, just yeah. like talked about it. Like the entire, I feel like the entire season would have changed if they just would have communicated with each other properly and didn't end up getting into a fight. Yeah. So. And and like, even when like Terralisha like DM Savannah and try to make up for it, it wasn't really like an apology or making up. It was just like, I'm right, you're wrong. And like, then it just left a bad taste in both of their mouths. Plus like so. she left, she started the chat. And then after Savannah said one thing, she just left. Yeah. Like didn't really want to have that conversation. Yeah, very, they were both very, they were like hotheads. They both yeah. were really like, yeah, just like, just ready to like, just fight. And um, it really does suck. Savannah, we can talk about Savannah now. Savannah, I love Savannah. And I, I was really team Savannah. But I know she, she like did a really big fuck up from the beginning. And we can talk about that if you want to. Yeah, I was team Savannah too. Like I'm always going to support my fellow Filipinos. So like, oh my God, queen. Also, I found out that she got casted by the casting producer that watched or did my interview. So I think that they just like couldn't handle two Filipino girls on the same season. So that's probably, oh, yeah. could why. you imagine? Like that, that's probably, you should, you should reach out back to the casting director and be like, you see Savannah lost, but I would have won. Personally, I wouldn't have made the rookie mistake that Miss Savannah made, but that's okay. Um, exactly. But yeah, I, I did really like Savannah too. Um, so sorry, spoiler alert. I mean, it's a, first second episode so like it's not really that much of a spoiler but like basically savannah fucked up first and basically all the girls like started an alliance and 
since Tara Alicia and Savannah were the influencers in the first se- first episode, they got to pick who they wanted to save. Tara Alicia saved Emily, which we'll talk about later. And instead of saving Chloe, um, Savannah saved Trevor, which we'll also talk about later. So like based off of that, like you would think, okay, we're doing a girls alliance. So why are you saving Trevor and not Chloe? And there was Savannah had like legitimate reasons behind it, but I think it just was not a good decision for her to make. I think she definitely made a misstep there. And that's probably the reason she did not end up being more successful in the show is because of that fuck up and the way that she went about it after and like that whole fight with Terralisha just kind of ruined it even more for her. So I think that just kind of goes to show like you could have somebody on paper that you think could be really good at the show and like has everything that they need in order to move forward. But that one little mistake that you make or like that one piece of unnecessary drama that you get attached to could be the reason that you get sent home like in an instant. And like they were one in number one and two. And then they, after that very bottom. So, yeah, I, um, Savannah, like, cause like Savannah was talking shit about Trevor and like the, the girls Alliance chat that she started, like she created it and then like went and saved him. And so then that was like, yeah, I can see like, that was like just the worst mistake especially because she wasn't able to communicate why she saved them to them and like what that, that choice was or that purpose was, but even Tara Alicia chose who to save first. So even she could have just vibed off of that. I'm pretty sure she chose first. She could have just vibed. Yeah. yeah, She could have just vibed off of that and be like, Oh, okay. She saved the girls aligned. She saves a girl. I need to save Chloe. And right. It was Chloe, right. Mm -hmm. That she didn't save. And yeah. yeah. And so it just was like a really, really bad mistake. And like, yeah, those things, those small things in the beginning of the game, like they're going to impact you a lot because people are, like I said, are getting to know you. And if they're knowing you as someone who can't tell the truth, then it's like, that's that's wrong. And then you're going to make enemies. And so that that's exactly what she did. Yeah. And like in the game, all of the actions that you have, like have consequences. Like you can't just make a decision and then talk to that person and tell them exactly why you made the decision that you made. Like they don't talk to each other constantly. Like if you're Chloe and you have this girl's alliance and the girl that's in your alliance chooses to save a guy over you, like obviously she's going to think a certain way. And I don't even really think they ever had that conversation. I don't think Savannah ever reached out to her to explain why that happened. So it's like, if you're going to make a big decision like that, you need to make sure that the person or anybody that that's impacting like gets an explanation because if they don't, then you're kind of screwed because anything can happen and you can go home at any time. And if all of your intentions and like your actions aren't explained, then that's not good for you at all. Yeah. The Savannah and Tara Alicia, like just like feud was so hard to watch because you can tell that like in another life, they would have been really great friends. They started off like like, as allies. Like they were both like, Oh my God, I love Tara Alicia. I love Savannah. And it, it was like hard to watch. I didn't like watching them fight because I liked both of them. It was like frustrating because I think it could have been resolved over a quick chat, but it wasn't. So it sucks. Like, cause yeah, I really, really, um, I did not want to see that. I want that to happen. Um, and this was the first time I feel like we really saw conflict in the, the voting whenever they were both voting. 
because I think last season it was pretty like it didn't seem like there was much of a back and forth or argument or gameplay. It was just like, who do we like the most? But this season it was like, who's better for my gameplay? Who are we keeping? Who are we sending? And so that was like the first time we saw that and um, let like true conflict. And then we saw that would inevitably be what like got them really angry at each other. Um, but yeah, that was um, that uh, that whole situation. It was just like really just like, yeah, just hard to watch. Um, but I think, I just, I think they could have, they could have made it really far. So that's, yeah, they're two Queens that just couldn't make it. (laughs) And that's, it happens sometimes. Like they weren't you. Yeah. I mean, sometimes like, like I said, like you have everything that you need in order to make it to the end, but it's like that one little mistake that you make could change everything. And I, that's unfortunately what happened to them. So yeah, Tara Alicia and Savannah love them both separately, but the way that they handled their drama was like both of their downfalls. Yeah, I want you to watch the last episode so that you can kind of see the I'm little scared. Tussle they have. Are they going to like yeah. I mean, almost. Oh, no. <laughs> All right. So the next one we have on the list, um, I'm trying to see, I'm trying to pick a good one. Um, let's talk about someone. Yeah, let's talk about Kat. Okay. I feel like Kat's a good, a good, like, one yeah. to transition to. So Kat, like, she came in, she wasn't on the original cast. I think she was the second, second or third person to come in. Mm-hmm. Um, and at the beginning, I did, I really liked her too. I thought, like, she had, she was really likable. She got along with everybody. Like, for a new person, typically, especially in the first season, like, usually when the new people come in, they're towards the bottom because, like, everybody that's already established has already has a, has a connection with each other and they're obviously going to vote each other higher than somebody that just came in. But she was actually ranked like really good after just coming into the game. So I was like, wow, like she's snapping because like she's new, like people like her, they're rating her really high. Like she's going to do really good as well. But she also made a mistake got herself into some drama and that was her downfall again. So it's like another instance where like you have this super outgoing person that everybody seems to get along with, has a great personality, is really likable, but then you make one mistake and it's down the drain for you. Yeah. I loved her. I loved her, loved her, loved her. And I loved her till the end too. But like you can just like as soon as you bring in some sort of negative like energy into the chat, as soon as you start something, people are not not gonna like you anymore. Like and like that was just like it was so like such a weird character like shift where she was like happy, friendly, and all of a sudden she was like on attack mode. And then like just um, I'm trying to remember who it was specifically that she was like coming after. She was. But- she basically started drama out of nothing. So it was after. Emily gets eliminated, who we haven't talked about yet, but Emily gets eliminated and Chloe and Emily were like best friends. So Kat thinks that Emily went to go see Chloe after she got eliminated when she actually oh didn't. God, and yeah. she was like basically saying that Chloe was lying about Emily coming to visit her. And like Chloe's beloved in the, yeah. in the, in the show. Yeah. And then she goes to Chloe's closest two allies in the game and tries to get like the tea on her and like to figure out that she's lying. And like, you don't go to somebody's two allies and try and like talk shit behind their back. Like, girl, do you, what did you think was going to happen? 
Yeah. I just sucks because like like cat was like so like destined, I feel like, to like go far. And especially further than like someone like Mitchell, which I did not see. I didn't think Mitchell was gonna go that far at all. But um um yeah, I just wish that uh that that whole situation too, like her like if you don't know anything concretely, do you should keep your mouth shut. You have to keep the like ball rolling, be the person that everyone wants you to be. Cause it, it does suck when you're trying to like make huge accusations and you know nothing. Like you like there's no evidence or nothing to like support that sort of like that sort of like yeah view so yeah people i think got really turned off really quick and such a bad mistake to go to the people that were closest to chloe um i i just wish that like like when i'm watching this i'm like the rookie mistake like why would you do that like i feel like i could win this yeah and like and it sucks yeah i want to play so bad it's crazy like i never like thought about how like Kat, Terralisha, and Savannah, like they were so strong, like when they first were interacting with people and then it just immediately changed because they made a mistake. So it's like, that's that's crazy to me. It's not always like a popularity contest because like clearly they were popular at one point. It's like, if you try and stir up drama when there is no drama, then that's your clear sign that you're going to go out the door. So... Yeah, I'm sad. I really liked Kat, but you know, it is what it is. Yeah. So that was Kat. Um, I guess we can just move on to Courtney since he was one of Chloe's allies. And that's who Kat tried to talk shit about Courtney. I mean, to Chloe behind his back. So what are your, I mean, you said earlier that you have conflicting thoughts on Courtney. So I'll let you go first. Oh, yeah. Courtney ran the whole fucking game. Like, he, like, genuinely, like, ran the whole game. Like, the whole, like, end of, the like, the last group of people was exactly what he wanted. And, like, and like it is crazy that he was able to do that because he got one advantage was being the Joker. And he used that, like, that advantage so, so like, so good. Like, he knew exactly what he had to do. And, and so, essentially, he was given, like, this advantage where, like, he was able to like see the new people that were coming in, Mitchell and Kat, and be anonymous and essentially just spill tea about anyone. And um, so he was just talking to them anonymously before anyone else could. And like he spilled tea, playing like almost like insinuating like I don't know he the way he did it was he made him look like he was one of the girls like Emily and was talking shit about Chloe and who was the other one? Terralisha. Ter- yeah, Terralisha. So like he he tried to like make it because he wanted to get Emily out and like he wanted everyone to attack them and no one to suspect him. And so it was like a really good gameplay move and like really ran the whole thing. But at the same time, he's kind of like a little misogynistic, I feel like. The way that he was like, we need to get all the girls out. It was like really weird. And like I know a lot of people have like really weird thoughts about him just because he's he was like the way he was talking about people like in his room he was like i feel like he was the most fake out of everyone like the most catfish even though he wasn't a catfish he was the most fake in how he like talked with everyone in my opinion i don't know how you feel yeah i really like courtney he's obviously hands down like the most strategic person of the season Mm -hmm. i think that like the way that he spoke 
to people was like genuine. Like he's very outgoing and very friendly, but I do think that he was also thinking about playing the game. And I don't think anybody else had that much strategy or thoughts behind what he was doing other than him. I think everybody else was just kind of going with the flow, but like he had a pat down strategy. And I think the reason he was targeting the girls mostly is because he was really close to Savannah and Savannah was the one that gave him the advantage that allowed him to be the Joker. And she also saw him when she got eliminated. And she told him that Terralisha was trying to get him eliminated in the first episode, which was actually true. So I feel like he, I mean, it would have been kind of embarrassing if he trusted Savannah and she was lying. But like she told him the truth. And I feel like that's probably the reason for him going so hard against the girls is because the girls were basically responsible for getting rid of Savannah and also Terralisha did want to get him eliminated in the first episode. So I think he used like Savannah as like his revenge to get back at the girls. And like you said, literally everybody that he wanted gone was gone. Everybody that he wanted to stay stayed. So he like literally ran the game. Everything that he wanted to happen happened and everybody that he wanted gone left So, yeah, yeah, I would say he was like really strategic. I think that's probably why people have mixed feelings on him is because like the circle, like even in the first season, everybody was so nice to each other. Like nobody was really Mm -hmm. backstabbing or anything. And I think because he was like really the first person to really play and have a strategy and like kind of be deceiving about it that it left a sour taste in people's mouth. But at the end of the day, it is a game. And I think he played it really, really, really well. Yeah. Um, uh, I will say that it was really interesting seeing someone this season actually, you know, play the game, actually like be serious about it and, um, and just, yeah, take it seriously because everyone's like, you know, I'm just going to chill here for two weeks and just have fun. But like, he was like, I want this money. I'm going to make this money. I'm going to get it. Like I'm going to do whatever it takes to get it. So it was really interesting to see that sort of side and which I like, it's like a love hate thing with him because it's like, oh, but someone like Chloe, who's all personality, all love, like I love her so much. But then him, he's just like, he's like, you know, uh, what a killer get be killed, right? Killer be killed. Yeah. Like he has like, like his personality is similar to Chloe's like they're very outgoing, but it's like, he's also has like that conniving side to him that, you know, like if you want something, he's going to get it. And yeah. if it's a game, he's going to play it. So I think that that was the difference between the two of them. Um, I, I am excited for you to see the last episode because you get to see him interact with everyone. And that was like really, uh, really cool to see because it was nice to kind of see him with people and how yeah. he like reacted. And it humanized him for me a little bit because when he's like kind of talking with himself in the room, he can kind of see seem pretty conniving. But like with people and stuff, like he's he seems really outgoing and like an actual nice person. So I really, yeah, I think, I think gameplay wise, he like, he ran the show and like truly if anyone, I'm not going to spoil who wins or anything like that. If anyone deserves to win though, like I, I genuinely like leading up to it, I was like, Courtney deserves to win because of how he played the game. So yeah. yeah. So that's, that's my thoughts on Courtney. Yeah. All right. So we have Courtney and Chloe, and they're in like a a trio alliance called the Kardashians. And the third member is River. River. River is a catfish, and he's played by Lee. So like River's character, I think he's like 20. He's like this young like kid, like artist, and he's played by literally a boomer, like a 
50-year-old <laughs> Lee. It's so cute. Like, I always say, like, boomers, I'm sorry. We'll get to her a little bit later, another boomer. But, like, I, it's very hard to catfish as a younger person if you're older because there's just a disconnect between, like, how tech-savvy they are and, like, how in tune they are with social media and, like, pop culture references. So it's, it's like, really hard to convey that you're young and hip when you're, like, old unless, like, you have extensive knowledge and, like, media and know what's going on. But, I mean, he was cute. He was sweet. Like, he was probably, like, the nicest person the whole time. Like, everybody liked him. He was just, like, such a nice person. He was this season Shuby, for sure. Yeah. Like, um, I was, uh, I I had no problems with him. He was, like, really cute. And, like, so River wasn't, yeah, River was someone that he knew. The photos he was using was, like, a friend of his. Uh, I guess it's some, like, 20-year-old kid that he was friends with. Um, and it was so cute because every time he was, like, being, like, talking or anything, he always held the picture yeah. of the person he was playing in his hands. So it was really cute. So every time you saw him talk, he was just holding the the, the photograph in his hands. And it was, it was really cute because, like, he did a really great job. Um, no one ever suspected, really. I don't think anyone really said he was a catfish. Um, I never really got that. People just, like, loved him. Like, oh, this is a sweet kid. And um, I think he played a really great game. Like, um, very lovable and played with his heart too and like this season when people were more playing with strategy he continuously played with his heart and i think that really helped him get far though um he was like in the, the whole kardashian things he really had courtney and chloe's back was like really just like there for them and it was um it was like really wholesome to have him on he's like this author too and like and so like that's what he was playing off of he was like oh i was an author and um, I can make up stories about people. But yeah, he played like this like 20-year-old gay kid um, with like this this big hair. And uh, it was really funny. Um, but yeah, very wholesome person. Yeah, he was cute. I liked him. Like he didn't, gameplay-wise, like not much, many moves were made, like strategic moves, I would say. But he did remain, or he kept, or in, and remained cordial with everybody throughout the entire show so props to him for that and also like not a few people kind of maybe thought he was a catfish but considering he was so much older than who he was playing I thought he did a really good job with conveying that he was a 20 year old kid so yeah love him however on the opposite spectrum we have Miss Lisa. And so this is funny because Lisa... Miss Lance Bass. She played Lance Bass, who, if you don't know, was an insane. So basically a celebrity. And the reason she was playing him is because she was... Or she is his real-life assistant. So she knows, like, a lot of things about him. So, like, done properly, I feel like she could have pulled it off. But... um, <laughs> I just... Like she was, she's a nice lady. I just feel oh, like she was garbage. Though. I just don't think she did a very good job. I just, I don't, when you're playing a fucking international fucking pop star, like you kind of have to have like a little bit more charisma than what she had. I feel like she didn't really have much, many conversations or like initiate anything with any of the other players. So yeah, that's my. F- my favorite moment of Lisa's was when I think was it Trevor that asked um, that asked her like, 
oh, like Lance Bass, like if you win, what are you going to, what charity you're going to donate this money to? And like kind of put them on the spot because it's like, why does an international pop star need the $100,000 more than a random person who's like just auditioned to be on the show? And it was like a really good question to ask. Um, and then like, yeah, she's playing Lance Bass. And so she made up this lie about how like, oh, they're going to like make this internet, like NSYNC wants to go on this like international tour or whatever, and it's going to help pay for it. And everyone read right through that. Like right in the beginning, everyone's like, well, this is a catfish, obviously. And it was like such a dumb thing to do. Like, <laughs> like you really think NSYNC needs $100,000 to fund a tour? I don't think so, girl. Like it just didn't make any sense. Yeah. Do you remember who asked um, I think for it, that? I think it was Trevor. Because like that was like really that was like that was like the first time in the game that like when someone said something I was like T like that's like, tough because like if you come like if I was playing and Lance Bass showed up on my screen the first thought in my mind is catfish because it's like do you, you really think like there's an international pop star playing I mean that could happen in a future season but like you really have to know your stuff and like be very solid if you're gonna go in with that type of strategy and I don't think she was that solid. Yeah, and like even Kat asked <laughs> her a question about like, oh, like I watched you when I was a kid at this show or whatever. You were wearing this sweater, and she was like, she made up the sweater completely. And um, and then he he like messaged or commented or something about like, oh yeah, like uh, you know, it's probably my sister probably has it now. And then Kat ran with that. I was like, he's a catfish. But yeah. like, how are you gonna know what you wore like twenty years? Honestly, ago? I was thinking like. She really thought she did something, but like if I was an international pop star that toured the world for decades, I'm not gonna remember what I wore on April 22nd of 1998. Yeah. Like, who the fuck remembers that? I feel like there was easier tells that he was a catfish, other than yeah. that whole like thing. But yeah, that's how a cat like you know like convinced herself. But yeah, that whole like the whole it didn't make sense to have someone already famous already have money to come do that. Also, if NSYNC wanted to go on a tour, the amount of, like, sponsors and, like, companies that would come around and, like, promote that and pay for the tour, like, fucking record labels, like, it it did not make any sense. Mm -mm. So, right off the bat, she should have had a better answer for that. Um, It's, like, really, even, like, make up a charity, (laughs) that would have been less of a blow (laughs) than, like, um, than doing that. But, uh, oh, man, Queen Lisa. So, that was Miss Lisa. I think she has the least amount of followers on Instagram. Probably. Like, not that that means anything, but, like, I think she wasn't received in, like, a, a well manner. Yeah. Oh, she, and then she ended up going into – she ended up being uh, – she got kicked out and ended up coming back into the game as, as um, a new character. Um, yeah. So that- she – Spoiler again. I'm sorry, but yeah, we're just spoiling. You know, you should just watch the whole season before you listen to this. But basically, she gets eliminated with Emily, who we can talk about, and Emily and Lisa come back as a new character. Um, So Emily is played by Jack, who's like this 20 year old guy, and Emily he's playing as like a 20 year old sorority girl basically like an like the typical instagram baddie that archetype girl and i thought jack i think he's hilarious like i think he's entertaining and he's funny but the problem like when you play somebody that looks like 
his avatar, Emily, like you have to kind of know, I think for the most part, like he, the way that he talked and typed was like very good for like somebody that would talk like Emily. Like, I feel like he had like the lingo down of like the stereotypical, like college girl. But other than talking, I mean, we can talk about his biggest. A man can't beat a face. Like, I, there's a challenge where they have to like put makeup on a mannequin and make it resemble them. And his was an absolute disaster. And you would think like the bitch that looks like Emily in her pictures, like her mannequin is going to be beat. Like, she's going to be perfection. So, like, right when everybody saw his mannequin, that was just a telltale sign that he was a catfish because there's no way that somebody that looks like Emily does makeup that way when you can clearly see that she knows how to do makeup in her profile pictures. So I think he should have done a little bit more research on like how to be a girl before. Yeah. But I think at the beginning before that challenge happened, he was doing well. It's just like you can't like fake makeup skills or yeah there's so much there's so much i want to say about him because i think he was yeah he was playing a really good game i don't think it was it's rough because like he okay so someone like we'll talk about uh what is it uh what's her name delisa delisa yeah delisa we'll talk about delisa later trevor um um but like delisa had notes Trevor had notes coming in about sports, about everything, like, like wanted to like make sure that she got the character of her husband down and we'll talk about her more, but Jack had nothing. Jack did not prepare at all. And it was like really telling when those challenges came up, like they asked, what's your favorite makeup products? And that was like the drawing line where like he couldn't name any makeup products. He named fucking Maybelline. <laughs> like, like, like what 20 year old still uses Maybelline? Well, it was like using using the makeup brands out of the things that they gave them. And it was like, it was such like a rookie move. And it was like, it was so, so bad. And like, he yeah. like really messed himself up on that. I mean, I think it could have worked if there weren't other girls in the circle at that time that actually knew about makeup. Mm-hmm. Like, Chloe was there. Like, she was like so confused. He made up a makeup brand and named that as one of his favorites. So it's like... You kind of have to do your research. And if you're going to play a catfish, you should know the ins and outs. Like you should prepare for questions that people might ask you to verify that you're who you say you are. And I don't think he did that. But I thought he was funny and entertaining. It's just that one challenge just fucked him up and he could have prepared for it. But or I mean, I don't know if you can really like teach yourself how to do makeup. But like, I think he could have played it off better or like did a spin on the challenge or something to like cover the fact that he actually doesn't know what the fuck he's doing but he didn't yeah and so he got eliminated spoiler and so did lisa at the same time and then they came back as a duo as john which was like this old man that kind of looked like lee yeah (laughs) and they they portrayed themselves to be this gay old man because they wanted him to be likable and he was a psychic and it was um, an interesting thing um, to see. But then, yeah, I mean, whenever they were coming together, Lisa didn't do anything. And it was very, like, show telling that, like, she just, she was just kind of, like, sitting there 
while Jack kind of like took the ropes and just was doing absolutely everything. He was definitely and, the brains of the operation. Yeah. And so um, um, in the last episode, they talk a little bit about, about their dynamic and it was like cute how they like talked about each other. So that was like, that was sweet. But um, yeah, so that that was like a really weird kind of situation when they were introduced back into the game as a new character and seeing their dynamic was like, yeah, it was interesting. Jack is really good at like kind of like honing in on like what he wants to say. But like, yeah, playing Emily was like a really bad choice for him. Like he should have just had more knowledge about stuff like that. Um, yeah, I agree. And yeah. since we mentioned Trevor, I guess we can move on to Trevor slash Delisa. So mm-hmm. Delisa is the actual person behind Trevor and she's playing a catfish, but the person that she's playing is her real life husband. And this is like the perfect catfish scenario for me because like, yes, like obviously she's not her husband, but she came into the circle with literally a notebook full of notes about sports just in case anybody asked her. And also like everything that she said throughout the entire show and all the relationships that she built, it was like out of truth. Like she does have a daughter and everything, like everything she said about her daughter was true. A lot of the stuff that she said about like her past experience and like her youth and growing up and everything was true. It's just that she was playing her husband. So I think when you have, when you are a catfish and you're playing that role, it helps to have some sort of authenticity behind it because that makes it more believable. And she did an amazing job. Chloe literally fell in love with Trevor. So like, you know, like, Every time anybody questioned if Trevor was actually Trevor, she had an answer and she had the correct answer. So in terms of like catfish wise, she's catfish queen. And also just like as a person, she's so likable. Like I love her. Yeah, it was. um, I I think she a lot of what she suspected too throughout the show, whether who is a catfish and stuff like that. She was really good at honing on people's um, personalities and like their and just like really understanding, like I don't know, she had a really good like sixth sense, and I just I I really liked how she was playing the game, and I felt yeah, it was so. It's hard to like a, not attach feelings to the game because even like she felt bad about like kind of flirting with um, Chloe as much as like she did. Like she flirted with Chloe a bunch. They were like in love with each other in the game, and so I wonder, do they talk more when we're not seeing? They do. Do you know? They They don't air all the conversations that they have. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. Okay. Because that always makes me curious because it feels like they have so much, like they've talked so much and they're like so close. Yeah. And I'm like, I, but I feel like it was like, they've only talked like a few times. Yeah. There's a lot of conversations that they don't show. So, I mean, they are talking more than we see, but still at the same time, like every interaction that you have with that person is like important because pretty much everybody takes notes. Like they all have like their different way of taking notes on different players in the game. So like Mm -hmm. everything you say, like they're probably going to write it down and remember. So like if you're lying about something that's going to be found out eventually. Oh, when, (laughs) when Delisa and Chloe meet in person, that's interesting. I'm excited for you to see that. But, um, so yeah, that, I mean, I would say Delisa played a really, really, really great game. Um, a really, really, uh, good job with just like being herself with being her husband. So like you said, like having that authenticity, authenticity within it, 
um, really made for a good catfish scenario and like probably was like one of the reasons why she made it so far was because of how great she was at like playing it. So mm-hmm. yeah, I love, love. Um, that's why I said like at the end, I, I didn't mind who was going to win. Cause I'm like, these people, like they're also lovable. Like it doesn't really matter who wins. Like, like they all or they all came so far and it's like, I've already like grown to love every personality. Cause like last season, there was a few people where I was like, I really don't want this person to win. Um, but yeah, this season I was like fine with anyone, which was really interesting. Obviously I wanted Chloe to win, but you know. Yeah. I mean, I think that's what I like about this show is like, it's not often in reality TV. Like you actually like see so many likable people and like, even though some of them are catfishes, I feel like regardless of if you're a catfish, the relationship that you build with that person in the game is like, it's still real. Like there's still some sense of you like actually talking and communicating with people. So it's always fun to see like the reunion, even if people show up as a catfish, like they're still like excited to see each other because like they may not look like what they looked like in the photos, but they're still the same person that you're talking to the entire time. Yeah. I just, uh, yeah, I think, um, one of the one of the probably best players we've seen on the circle, um, just in terms like one of the best catfish, I would say. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I think she did a really really great job. Love her. Um, and okay, yeah, and the that last leaves one. us with one. The best. <laughs> Why did we have to end it with Mitchell? Oh my god. Um, yeah. Oh my god. So Mitchell comes in at the same time as Cat. So like they obviously have a bond since they came in at the same time. Um, but Mitchell, if you watch the first season, he's the brother of Ed and the son of Tammy. Ed and Tammy like played together in the first season. And Lisa gives me very Tammy vibes because Tammy didn't do shit when she was on the show. It was just mm-hmm. Ed doing everything. Um, so yeah, but basically he is their relative and comes on the show because he thinks that they did a bad job and he wants to redeem their family or whatever. Um but he's, like, the stereotypical, like, jock, like, eye candy bro guy of the season, I feel like. And I don't really have much to say about him, to be honest. Like, he didn't wear a shirt at all. Like, every yeah. single time he was on the screen, he was not wearing a shirt. And I'm, like, good for you. Like, I don't know. Like, if you want to be a model, like, that's great. But I just... The only thing that I remember about him is that he never wore a t-shirt. He was also a virgin. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He was a virgin. Which was the weirdest thing because, like, they kind of talked about it, but it wasn't, like, a big, like, thing about his personality. It was really weird. Um, And, like, I just thought that was, like, I was, like, okay. Like, and? But, like, I guess it played into the whole, like, you know, we aren't what we seem type of thing. Mm -hmm. Where it's, like, I'm this, like, Per, like personality this like very like machismo man like jock but i've never had sex yeah and so um yeah so uh i don't know i don't know how to feel about him i i was very indifferent um he gave me very like frat boy vibes so i wasn't like into it um it's funny because like him anytime a cis like straight man like him or like jack or like playing anytime they talk about a gay character it's always like you know, I'm just so happy they're able to be themselves. And it's just funny how they like go around talking about gay people. And I just like, I think it's so, I, I just think it's really funny. It's like, oh, wow. Like, I'm really happy they're able to like 
be so happy with themselves. And it's just like weird the way that language. It's like they're thinking there. in their head, I need to show America <laughs> that I'm not homophobic. <laughs> exactly. But I'm, so, I'm sure they're not like homophobic, but it's like, yeah. I feel like. No, yeah. Probably but it's like thinking like, I don't want anyone to think that I'm like homophobic. Yeah. So sometimes <laughs> so, it's just like kind of like a little bit overboard, but I get it. Like it's fine. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's, like, when you're so disconnected from, like, a community, like, if you're just so the opposite of the LGBT community and you're, like, super straight, it's kind of, like, hard to talk about it without, like, you're trying to, like, not say anything problematic. Yeah. And it's just, like, it's, like, really funny. It comes off funny. But, um, yeah, I don't have any qualms with Mitchell. I wasn't a huge fan of him. Um, Just very jock energy. And, like, that's, like, that's all I really, like, felt. Um. Yeah, I would say I, he has, like, good intuition, though. Like, he was right about Courtney being the Joker. And oh, he yeah. was pretty much right about everybody that was a catfish. So, like, he, w- he was smart. It's just, like, I don't know. I think maybe if he came in a little bit earlier, it would have been different since he was. Yeah, he wasn't playing people. too much game until, like, way too late. Yeah. He decide. He wasn't really in it to win it. I don't feel like he was just kind of there going with the flow. Yeah, so um, that was um, yeah, that's that's Mitchell. So, but I think yeah, that wraps up like oh my god, characters. our analysis. My list is season. done. <laughs> yeah, can you can you believe it? We we got through it. I um, love how like this episode is longer than us talking about like our normal <laughs> content. Like, should we just like be a circle podcast? Oh, literally, any anything like really like like important. Like I was talking about trans athletes. Like, like fifty minutes. Us talking about the circle, seven hours long. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but thank you everybody for listening. Like, especially if you don't imagine like you're just listening to us talk for an hour and nine minutes, and you don't even know what the fuck this show is. Like, that's true commitment. Like, those are the true girlies out there. It's so funny because, like, yeah, I want to know how many people are coming into watching this without have watching the show. Um, And if you guys are able to keep up with our conversations, let us know, even though you haven't watched the show. But if you if you haven't and you're still like this far, I still recommend watching it, even though we spoiled stuff, because the dynamics within the characters, it's just a really fun show. And um, and if you're new to the show and you haven't seen the second the first season, um, maybe instead of watching the, the second season, watch the first season. Um, mm-hmm. But both are really great. And uh, yeah, I'm really happy we were able to talk about it. Obviously, we love the show. We love, um, we love, we, we just need to be sponsored. Like, yeah, of, I mean, and they need to hire us. Sometimes you just need a break. Like, to be honest, we do talk about like some depressing things a lot of the time. So like, if we just want to talk about the circle for an hour, then we can do that. Because it's our podcast and we can do whatever we want. <laughs> Literally, it's been so stressful too. Like having, we've, I think like we've been dealing with a lot of stress. Lately. True. Yeah. So like, like you've been like changing, like your jobs have been like, you're, you've started a new job essentially. And then like for me, like my finals are just, just finished. I've been dealing with car crash bullshit. And so it's just like nice to just like have some, some good serotonin. Mm-hmm. And uh, the show like really offers that. So yeah. I, I'm really happy and I'm really happy we were able to talk about that because the show has been like a highlight of like these past few weeks. True. Yeah. So again, thank you everybody who has watched and listened, (laughs) um, watched on YouTube. We are recording um, the podcast as we 
are releasing them on Spotify. So if you aren't subscribed to our YouTube channel, you should do that if you'd like to see us on camera discussing the episode as it happens. Um, We will be back again with our regular scheduled programming. Again, this was just like a fun thing for us to do in the meantime. We're both stressed out and we just wanted to talk about something that we both enjoy. So yeah, thank you guys for watching and listening. On the next episode, we're going to be talking about The Handmaid's Tale. (laughs) So watch it now so you don't have any spoilers. Like you're just aware of everything that's going on. Um, You can also follow us on TikTok. We have a TikTok now. Um, where I'm, so I, I'll, I'll edit like the full, the full, um, like hour long episode. And then I'm doing like short little clippets, clippets, short little snippets on TikTok. And it's really fun. Uh, last episode, we have that like funny moment with the Jack Black thing. And it was like really iconic. And so it was fun <laughs> to post that on I love on TikTok. <laughs> oh my God. I hate I'm going to audition for the circle and I'm going to be Jack Black. That's my strategy. I or JK Rowling, right? <gasps> oh my god. <laughs> we could be a duo. Imagine we both go on. And oh we're my god, JK Rowling. One oh my god. Our first line would be where are the trannies. <laughs> <laughs> Who loves Harry Potter? Who's a tranny? Oh no. Oh my god. That's really funny. Um we should do that. Honestly. The circle, if you're listening, um, yeah, let us on. get us both on the show. Hello. All right. Um, yeah. With that being said, um, you can follow us everywhere. On, uh, if you go to girlishpodcast.com, all of our links and information are all there. Our newest episode is up there. Um, and yeah, subscribe to our YouTube channel. And thank you for watching uh, us talk about our favorite show for an hour and thirteen minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Have a good day. Bye. Bye.